And just for posterity's sake, because we love it so much, clap sync. Three, two, one. It's funny you say for posterity because the clap sync is like the most important part. <laughs> oh, I, I, I never know if we need it or not. We like, do. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So not for posterity's sake. The point is we really fucking need this shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like if, if it matters, like as long as Craig is working, then we can be horribly bad at the clap sync from a timing perspective. But as long as we all do clap, I can sync us with Craig, if that makes sense. But if Craig is not working, then we better be on our clap game. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the difference. So, Which it is to say varies. we're fucked. We're not on our clap okay. game. Mm-hmm. So, James, um, even though the people at home can definitely hear you, and I will not edit this, you cut out for us, and I have no idea what you just said. Wait, really? Funny. Yeah. Oh, you're oh, back. Awesome. Hey. Hi. Yeah. I I made a joke and then no one laughed and then I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Unlucky. Oh, that that's those are just Discord woes though. Yeah, you tell a joke and little do you know Discord is just like conked out on you, and so you're just like, eh, eh. No one laughs. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like your face is like it's like it's like kind of tense with that smile, right? And you're like. (laughs) And you're like waiting to explode with laughter, but no one's doing it. And then you're like, okay, so we're not laughing. <laughs> and like, it just, it hurts the soul. Dude, literally earlier today before the show started, we were talking about whatever. I think microphones, maybe. Because we're podcasters. Mm-hmm. And that's what we talk about. And James that's literally right. said, can you guys hear me? And I was like, in my mind, <laughs> I cried. Because I was like, he said something and we didn't hear it very well and didn't respond. And he is literally... Like in this moment, he feels alone in this conversation <laughs> so much to be like, is the tech working? Like, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I love. Oh. So, oh, exactly. believe it or not, we are not a podcast where we sit here and we talk about random shit, although that's actually a lie. We are exactly N- Yeah, that. no, we definitely are. Oh, fuck. We're, we're, we're not a podcast <clears throat> where we just listen to James joke and just not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> actually probably I'll, I'll like i'll listen back on this episode and he'll say that joke and i'll laugh and i'll be like why did no one respond to that shit that th- shit was fucking hilarious and yeah no it's then... not that funny it's not <laughs> it's not that funny you know what's amazing and guys this is literally revolutionary for podcasting i think i mean so many podcasters especially now that we're all in the online era uh we use different tools right to actually talk to each other whether we do local recordings who knows a lot of production stuff, but a lot of people certainly use Discord. I mean, I'm sure there are other things that were popular before Discord that in the podcasting world that maybe people still use. And I know there's some tools that that um, the Discord type tool is also capturing your local recording, syncing it up, doing all sorts of cool shit that we definitely don't want to pay for. Um, but Discord recently updated, and in their change, like I was just reading through it, and they talked about how they are going to and did fix the issue where when multiple people are, are talking like essentially just the audio it, it i guess just dies short circuits i mean it, the the sound it that it pops makes like crazy yeah it pops but it's like it's not like in a natural room if two people are talking like you guys have been there in, in and i you guys being you but also the audience like you've been in conversations where two conversations are like are like a circle of people right where two conversations are happening at the same time and it's hard but you can like follow both 
and in on Discord, that's impossible because they don't just add together. They, like, destroy each other. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it feels like there's a destruction of sound when people are talking over each other. And that's why everyone is like, whoa, you go. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They fixed that, allegedly. And so hopefully that means, so that maybe when James makes these jokes that we wouldn't traditionally hear, we will hear them now. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's pretty we cool. love that. <laughs> so... That is awesome, and actually potentially podcast changing. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Discord. Pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming podcast, though. And that's we true. play true. a game each week, and then we talk about it. And this week, we played a game called Ring of Pain, which sounds absolutely awful. It sounds like one of those, like, it sounds kind of like a, like... What are some of those like flash games that you play? Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of like Bennett Foddy's Get Over It, Ugh. but like, but like you know those games that just have a name <laughs> that you hear just the name of it, you don't know what the game is about, but you hear that and you're just like, oh god, that yeah. just sounds like Five awful. Nights at Freddy's. That's how I feel about Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about it other than there's like a bear or something, and I'm just like, get me out. Is that reasonable? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think guess it's so. reasonable. different people hear different things and they just immediately cringe apparently for you it's hearing the name five nights of freddy's yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know god okay yes i was also gonna say that it reminds me of just literally like all of the horror stories that you hear like about someone getting their ring stuck in something and then having it like rip their hand off or their finger off like that's what oh, it reminds god. me of. Oh, why? The word no, is D glove. Oh, oh god. That's horrifying too. Maybe even more horrifying. Yep. Um yep. we'll post yeah. an image on the Instagram. No, we won't. We yeah, will exactly. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is we will not. <laughs> but, but like, you know what I mean? It's like um it's just like I don't know. I like I always laugh because like it depends on who you're talking to. They have like a lines. Like I, <laughs> I remember talking to one of my old karate instructors way back in the day and he's like i wear clothes i could fight in all the time he's like nothing constricts me you know what i mean like he like essentially <laughs> it's not that he wears his gi all the time but he does pick his wardrobe not for fashion but for function and he's just like yeah i don't wear you know ties because that's how you just strangle me for free i'm not gonna let you strangle me for free that's ridiculous why would i help you with that so that's what Ring of Pain is. Is it's a strangle simulator based on a, a karate oh. situation um, with a tie, and and we played that this week, and it's in VR, and oh god, okay, it's in VR, really? No, what's happening oh. is I'm not making a particularly funny joke, but I'm continuing on to see if I can find where the cold is in there, and I'm so lost. I, I was know what gonna. I'm doing. I was going to interrupt <clears throat> your, your karate story because actually that's a lot like what Adam was like in college, remember? True. With his cargo pants. Yes, uh, function. Adam, if you're listening to this, we miss you, buddy. But yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Adam always wore cargo pants. He never wore any other type of pants because cargo pants had great utility and you could move around well in them. Yes. And so- yeah. You can and he'd always so love to demonstrate it too. That's what I loved about it. He'd be like, "Look at what you can do with cargo pants," and he'd like, like a monkey, <laughs> a just flip. be like perched yeah. on top of like bed frames, yeah. and he would like yeah. leap across the room, being like, "Could you do this in jeans?" No. 
It's true. And he would also demonstrate the pockets as well. Because like so, like literally like someone within 40 miles would be like, I think I'm developing a headache. He'd be like, I have pain relief. And he'd be like, run to you like with fucking Advil or some shit like in his pockets. And you're just like, dude, this guy's prepared. Like straight up. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's so funny to me because I would accept that I was outside of my home station. You know, my home base has some good shit. It has emergency or whatever the fuck else if I get sick. But when I'm out there, wallet keys, you know, headphones, keep it light, you know? And then it's like him, he's like, I have everything you could need. And I, <laughs> I kind of respect it, man. Like, I feel like I've oh, gotten definitely. more and more that way. Mm -hmm. He was mm. a savior in that way. A trailblazer, it's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is that I feel like what I was doing with that joke is what happens in all roguelikes where they give you like that like curse potion style thing where it's like 52% chance this heals you, 48% chance this fucks your shit up. And I was just like clicking up over and over again trying to find <laughs> a good joke in there and we didn't find it. But awesome. We played Ring of Pain, which actually a real description of this is this is a really distilled roguelike. Like this feels like wow that is a fucking rogue like the combat's even clicking you know you just click for combat but it does have this interesting sort of movement mechanic with the rings and maybe we'll talk about that but other than that dude it's a roguelike ass roguelike game and i feel like boy we have had some experience in this genre over the past like year and i i felt someone at home in this game what about you guys absolutely oh, definitely I mean, McCoy, correct me if I'm wrong, but you found Ring of Pain when you were searching for games that were like Slay the Spire? Yes. Yes. Right. And so, yeah, interestingly enough, this game is a card game, question mark. They do say cards in the game, but they don't look like cards. And for some reason, I'm like, doesn't count. Doesn't look like a card. I don't know why. It's not um, a fucking card, it's, dude. It's, it's a card. I was gonna say it, <laughs> it's, it's a not picture a card as much as it's just... of a monster. Right. It's, it's like a, a picture of a monster on a rectangular space, and they're like, "It's a card." <laughs> and you're and like, you're like, "Okay." I guess it you can stats. hover over because... it, and it has stats. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's that. <clears throat> yeah. Like, there's certain groups of gamers that get all hot and bothered in a good way when anybody mentions cards in a game. Mm. Uh, and I think that this. This game was like, we could just get all those people for free if we call these things cards. Yeah. Even though they're not yeah, really like, cards. Guys, like, is the, uh, is by this definition everything a card? Like, what the? Like, yeah, what right? <laughs> it's like, well, If it's there's an a object. picture of it, it's a card. Yeah, like, it's an object in the game, right? And it has attributes, like, you know, associated with it on the back. And mm -hmm. you're like... Metadata. So, yeah, so is a box... That you stand on in East Shade a card. I don't know. <laughs> and I hope that we don't find out the answer on this podcast. But yeah, like I was searching for I was actually so I was listening to Drop Frames and Ezekiel was mentioning this. Uh Ezekiel the third. Zeke. Uh he was just saying, Yeah, man, this scratched the same itch as Slay the Spire. And so I had I had done much research of games like Slay the Spire, and I found what felt like, and I'm sorry if you were on this list, but I won't name you. Felt like a bunch of cheap versions of Slay the Spire. And it's, and it's not that they were all copies. It's just Slay the Spire is fucking magical, man. And so mm -hmm. it's a hard come down. It's like you tried some fine wine and then you're like, is this just a cheap Slay the Spire? It 
looks like one. Whether it is or not, I'm not sure. But Slay the Spire is so beautiful too. Like not only is it an amazing game, but it's so slick and all of its visuals. And so it's hard to come back to that. Uh, or, or sorry, go uh, go back to anything else. Anyways, well, the story was I was failing in my search. And I also had some other criteria too because I wanted it on a Mac as well so we could play it in the bed, right? There's like more criteria there and I was failing. And then on a podcast, someone said, yo, this shit is scratching the same itch for me as Slay the Spire was. And that was enough. So it's not that it was another Slay the Spire. It's that spiritually it's similar. And I was like, ooh, I vibe with that. I vibe with that. And that's why we're here today. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's very unique. It's like, so when I was trying to describe this game to my mom, because I was like, this could be a game that like my mom could like, because yeah, like you said, it scratches that Slay the Spire itch. And I'm like, I could see her liking this because the controls are simple. It's literally just like right, left that you can either just click to navigate your way, or you can do like right and left on your keyboard and click with the mouse. Like it's very simple controls. Um, and, but I was trying to describe it to her and I'm like, okay, so it's, it's considered a card game, but it's not really cards and it's a roguelike, but the combat that's associated with it, like you have to click to engage and the cards are in rings. And I felt like I was just failing yeah. at describing this game, yeah. but like essentially it, it is a dungeon crawler where, where in each phase of the dungeon, there is a ring of cards in however many numbers that but they form a ring and you can choose either to go right or left around the ring and you will either have encounters with creatures that you can fight and kill and get them out of the ring therefore diminishing your amount of cards or other cards will have items that you can equip and level up on some of your stats uh, as well as other cards that, you know, like healing potions or an exit. And the exits are what you're ultimately vying for in each ring uh, because that gets you to the next floor of the dungeon. Um, and I believe there are 16 floors that you have to reach to get through the first phase of the dungeon. And then, of course, you know, using RNG, some floors will have a shopkeeper some floors will have like i guess non-combative situations that you can get out of to progress further into the dungeon you know that that's part of like the roguelike genre is that you know you're just trying to get as far as possible and it also is heavily determined uh on at least this game is very heavily determined on rng for sure like it is a core mechanic of this game <laughs> yeah no, and, and for sure and you know uh respect for trying to describe the circle to anyone and let alone us on the podcast but yeah like it, it's really simple or oversimplifying to be like this game is a roguelike and it has a gimmick and it's the circle but that like is what it is and it's like a cool gimmick and i you should just see it like honestly like <laughs> you play this shit and you'll be like oh that makes fucking sense but like jesus christ explaining that it's impossible bro i'm telling you and then You'll, you'll see it and you'll be like, this makes total sense. This is totally obvious. And then like five hours in, you'll misplay completely horribly and ruin a run because you're like, oh, that, that is what that was supposed to, I see. I see. <laughs> or you'll like click attack on a card instead of the arrow to go past it. And then, and then, <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but yeah. I was waiting for that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That uh, is actually bad. how I got the uh, I got I got a I got an achievement in this game where I lost a run in thirty seconds or less because I meant to skip <laughs> a card and I attacked it instead and blew up. Nice. And you get an achievement for ending a run in less than thirty seconds. That's awesome. That's a cute. Oh achievement. my god! Nice. Um. Could, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, I I really love the way that the enemies kind of interact with the ring. I think that the way that they did that is really excellent. Where some creatures explode and deal damage to the things that are next to them, and um, some creatures like move around the ring to either chase you or um, they just like go in a circle. And then some creatures block your progress so you can't pass them. Um, and I just I'm, I just want to shout out, like, I think the developers did a really good job with those. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, uh, that like, what is it called? There's the one creature that will absorb yeah. neighboring enemies Amalgam, as it's sure. moving towards you. Yeah, the Amalgus oh, yeah. blob. And the first time I encountered that, I had no idea because I saw it in the distance. And I was like, okay, it's a 5-5. Five, five. I can easily defeat that. And then I got to it and I was like, why does this have 200 health and deals 500 <laughs> damage? <laughs> like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but absolutely. also like, like, and yeah, there's all sorts of cool stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, James. And then there's the like black hole that eats your souls. Um, souls being right. uh, the currency that you use to buy items and you get them from defeating enemies. Mm-hmm. That they yeah. literally call them souls and I'm like hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're not even trying to call them something else. It's like we accept that these are souls like in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I vibe with that. I do. Um, yeah. Right, and so like I guess like each... Each, I guess, like combative ring that you do in each dungeon floor, it's it's all about how you can, I guess, manage and mitigate the ring. Because like we said, like enemies will move around the ring. There's different movements each thing does. Some shoot projectiles that hit you if you get within a certain range of cards from them. And so it, I feel like it's always, you know, they, they it's always random where they place you in the ring. And how you manage and mitigate where you're situated in the ring determines your success. Yes. Um, and it's which worth, I thought was yeah. just always really cool. Like yeah. that was a really cool concept to have to deal with, you know, cause sometimes you're against two cards and you're like, well, geez, I need to try to stealth path past this one because if I go right, I get just, you know, these cards will move forward towards me and then I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place and I'm just going to die. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> There's Probably. always a maybe. Like <laughs> everything you plan out in this game has a dot 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 maybe. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. shit can happen. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's definitely, definitely points in this game where you're like, I have a thirty percent chance to live right here. <laughs> I either pass by this <laughs> yep. thing right now or I am dead. And you just click that button and then it does what I would consider to be perhaps the least climactic death. <laughs> screen of all time just like a flash of light and it's like sup and you're like dude you're so epic every time i click everything else like with this like every time you go between fours like you're like oh shit and you die it's like play again 
You're like, what? <laughs> post game, yeah, post game screen. You almost expect like a little chip tune in the background, be like, do 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 do. Yeah, like, here's your post game, post game stats. <laughs> so another thing that this game does that's really cool is it does kind of the into the breach thing, I guess, or like who does this exactly? There's there's a couple of games that do this, but basically, it um, you know, you only have a couple different things you can do, right? Like you can go pass card in the left pass card on the right you can attack things or take things or you can use your scrolls and books but when you hover in action it'll tell you like on your health bar and on the enemy's health bar and everything like exactly what's going to happen and so it'll be like hey if you go left past this guy like you have a chance to die <laughs> basically and if you go right like you'll completely dodge all that shit and you'll take like one chip damage or something passing over this guy and you're like oh and so it's like really trying to teach you the mechanics of the game and so i feel like some games are like yo that's cheating and some games are like we should just randomize everything all the time so you can never know but this game is like trying to like teach you how it works so you can be thinking a couple steps ahead because you kind of need to for some of the creatures in the in the rings like the explosion ones that not only do they explode but they like run after you and if they get close enough to you they they trigger and they're about to explode and then they will explode so you can get out of the way. So it's like it's like controlling where they are in the ring so that they'll blow up. It's like a four-step process. But if you nail the four-step process in the right place, you can hit like a standing explosion thing that'll blow up something else next to it and create a huge chain reaction. So they're, they're trying to get you to think like multiple turns ahead. And so they're very clear about the turn right in front of you, what's going to happen. And I feel like that is just their like love letter to you being like, here's what's actually happening in our system so you can understand this so you can play this game and i was so thankful because there's a lot of things where i was like oh that kills me why is that oh yeah i see <laughs> yeah. i see and like that is i'm so thankful for that and so it's just like when you click on something and die on accident like it is so beyond on you it is hilarious now it's not to say i haven't done it I have done it <laughs> many times, but it, it's on you in a way that is beautiful and you can and you can avoid it if you slow down. So that's always nice. It's always nice when they're like, hey, if you want to slow down, man, you can not just die by clicking just random shit all the time. Um, I guess it's also worth the, mentioning. The one thing, yeah. <clears throat> the one kind of mechanic that always trips me up is poison. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like poison is ridiculously powerful when enemies do it. And ridiculously weak when I do poison to enemies. Yeah. Um, with one specific, like, uh, exception, which is the, the like, poison spells. Um, but I just always get confused about how little damage I'm doing to enemies through poison. <laughs> Yeah, and also, if I recall correctly, James, this is like a weird intricacy, but I think poison actually hits after the combat phase, if that makes sense, because yeah. it's like, you it don't, does, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, okay, so if they have five health, and we have more speed than them, and we have five damage, and they don't have enough armor or whatever, okay, yeah, it's, it's zero armor, right? In other words, we could kill them with our attack, and we have more speed, we just kill them, gone, nothing happened. Yeah. But if you have three poison and two attack and you do that same thing you get hit and you're like what and so i think it has to right. do with that the ordering. poison didn't take effect right mm -hmm. yeah yeah it doesn't yeah like... the poison takes effect after both people have attacked yeah and then it kills the thing and you're like oh 
So there is a so lot of... So it's just strictly worse. <laughs> so it's strictly worse, except that poison does a classic thing. And a lot of these roguelikes where it goes, if you did three poison, it does three, two, one on consequent... I don't even know if you can call them right. turns exactly. Because I think they're they're true. It's true when you move as well, which not everything is. Like for there's, instance, your scrolls aren't. Yeah. Or your books aren't. I mean, to say. there's like ticks and then there's Actions. combat turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And poison hits every tick, which is like every time you move or pick up an item. Mm-hmm. Um, and also an action turn is also a tick, but but a tick is not an action turn. So like your spells refresh every action, every, every like attack. Yeah. That is. Yeah. yeah. Which is why like target dummy is good for you potentially if you have something you need to refresh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but poison can be very powerful in certain ways. And it's like, almost like it can be powerful in hit and run scenarios. Like where you like hit them a couple times and you leave and then they just start dying and then they die at an, in a different positioning. But it's, it's much more complicated than just attacking. And a lot of the poison weapons will just be like, yo, I'll trade you some attack damage for poison. And you're like, cool. And it's like, that is not necessarily a good thing for you uh, unless you use it as such. I feel like it's kind of what you're what you're saying. I, I totally vibe with that. I've gone number of poison builds that are just sort of like, because I don't do any damage And now. also all the poison <laughs> weapons like greatly reduce your attack. Yeah stat so it just feels like yeah it feels bad i agree Mm -hmm. i think it's maybe better for a defense build where you're like attacking a bunch and then you can like build it like i think because like okay because my guess is and i don't really yeah but okay i don't know it still feels like bad (laughs) well did you guys go my guess is that you guys went for i don't know this is true but i certainly went for this the majority of my time was the like what would happen if I had really high speed and really high attack and I one shot at everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like so yeah, poison's not good my... for that. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. the opposite. It's good for like your defense and health are high. So you're trading with this guy like a motherfucker and then you're just dropping him with poison. Um poison may also go through their defense. I'm not sure if that's true, but I think it probably does. Uh it I believe it does. I did have one I, I didn't win with it but i had a very i went very far with the poison build but it was because i picked up an item and i forget what item this was but basically whenever anything attacked even if i parried or dodged it it would apply um two poison to it so basically i could kind of cheese the game by just kind of constant because i also had a lot of dodge and uh stealth chance in that build as well so it could kind of cheese the game by just not even tacking, but just kind of just pressing the right arrow and just going ring around the rosy and just constantly just applying two damage. Um, hmm. I had that compare or two poison. So like I was able to stack up the poison really well with that. And then I just had that coupled with uh, every time I healed um, lost health, I would deal two uh, light damage to every character in the ring so basically i would just kind of go around and then i would find a potion heal up whatever damage i took from attempting to stealth and everything would just die 
really Did good for crowd control. No, I was I was gonna say it was very good for crowd control. So in the rings where you have like twenty enemies in a ring, it was devastating, and I loved it. But uh, I got to uh, I forget which of the final light bosses it is. I think it was called Discipline. I fought everything, killed everything, and then I it was just me in a one on one against Discipline, and I just got obliterated because yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go right or left. He was the last card in the ring, yep. so, yep. uh, mm. yeah. So he killed me that way. Where I was just like, okay, I had a nice crowd control build. Um, not very good one on one, but yep. alas. <laughs> yeah, I definitely learned that. Because I tried the fucking high-speed one-shot build like a thousand times, I swear. And like, it's awesome. It feels so good. You're like, ambush? Sick. You just click everything. They all die. And <laughs> you're like, I'll take <laughs> the reward. Um, however, at some point in the later parts of the game, this dude just has like 500 health. And you're like, how do I one-shot you? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the answer is, you don't, bro. And he's like, well, I'll one-shot you. And you're like, ah, oh, well, shit. So I actually had much more success, it turns out, on a... A build that had a lot more like balance to it let's put it that way like you know some defense and some health and i actually did you up... guys end up beating the game i did yeah i i did complete a full run today i was proud of it nice and what uh was it the light or dark ending i had the light ending Same. okay mm-hmm. did you james i beat i i've beaten both endings hmm on normal difficulty hmm. um did you move on to hard difficulty did you test that no i mm-hmm. i like saw it i was like oh wow it's just like slay the spire and i was like cool uninstalling like i felt so satisfied <laughs> that i beat it i was like i'm done it's cool we're chilling i don't need this to be harder we good we good yeah so i think it's cool to to beat um both the light and the dark hmm. um and then it shows that there's like three different versions of beating each one. Um, and I don't know how to get the other ones. I've beaten the game a few times now on normal difficulty. Um, but I've, I haven't like unlocked more of the things that it, tells you about i think it's harder difficulties and the hard difficulties just feel like insanely hard Mm. um like you get less health you get less defense and things deal more damage faster um and also like the explodey boys that chase you show up in the first ring oh um yeah, it's very terrifying. Um, and I'm just not good enough for that. <laughs> is it you're not um, good enough for it though, or is it just like the the RNG is just so unforgiving at that point that you just have to vie for that like slight, you know, you know that one perfect run, and you have to play it perfectly. I don't know. No, you might be. I'm sure that you're absolutely right. Um, but also. Um, it's really hard to like keep everything in the ring in mind and be like, all right, how am I going to get through this ring and not die? Yeah. Um, 
which is really the mindset that you have to to be in from the very start. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard. It it reminds um, me of Slay the Spire Ascension levels, where it's like, yeah, you know, fucking Jorbs is like, yeah, man, I'm one of the best Slay the Spire players ever. And my win rate on this character at Ascension 20 is like, I don't know, he's at like 30%, 40%, somewhere in there. It was under 50. And I, I just like... I think 25 was what it was pre, pre-patch. pre Yeah, like the really low. Like, so that's like one in four. And he's doing essentially everything he possibly can. Um, and some people like that shit. Some people like the fact that you're up against... It's almost like militaristic battle, like Sim or something. You're up against impossible odds. Like, do you find a way out? Is it even possible? I don't know. Let's try. But for me, like when I when I fell off Slay the Spire, I was somewhere in, and this is just like a personal thing, but there was a point in the Ascension levels where I felt that even if I was playing to the best of my ability, I was no longer able to consistently win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really enjoy these types of games when it felt like there was no possible way, if that makes sense. Hmm. And so I like it when my understanding of the game and the difficulty coalesce in such a way that I feel like, you know, if I really focused and really thought about it and really tried, I could win probably, you know, somewhere around 80, 90% of the time maybe, but it was going to require perfect play from me. And then if I don't, then the win rate decreases from there. But definitely like, I felt like as I was going up some of those ascensions, I was like, you know, realistically, I just don't think my cards were strong enough today. Like, I just I just don't think I could have done it. Like, maybe a better person could have done it, but I personally could not have done it today. Like, I don't feel like I misplayed to my understanding. It just, it wasn't in there for me. And like, that's always when I fall off. So that's why I like, I don't even know if more difficulty is like what I'm even looking for in these types of games, if that makes sense. Sometimes, maybe a little, but like at some point when it's like, yeah, you couldn't win that one. Like, I'm like, I'm out. Fuck that. Like, I, nah, nah. Nah. No, 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 I feel no. that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess oh. with these games, I definitely do more of a. Uh, I kind of have a more more of an ah fuck it mentality, where I I'm sure my my win rate obviously because I've only won this game once and I've played eleven hours, uh, so that's a lot of losses. Sure. <laughs> um, but that's because just a lot of those runs for me are just all of like uh okay, fuck it. Let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Or like, or especially in those early levels when you're not, when you haven't even discovered what half of the uh, dungeon paths do because they have question marks on top of the exits. Right. Um, you could very well get into a situation that you just can't get out of. The one I cannot for the life of me figure out how to get through unless you have specific items for it. Um, is called the patience patience yeah, yeah so it's the one where you have two two 100 yep. health things that gradually come towards you in them. the ring and yeah they're blockers so you can't get past them so it's like you know how you do it do you have to get the patience item is a you- joke you have to run for the exit you-, you get exactly enough turns to get to the exit um maybe one more turn than it takes to actually get to the exit. Um, Passing all of the cards uh, before they wake up. Oh, and you can pass it if they're asleep? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so you just because well, they also to, like, have all these like they have all these tantalizing cards that are like skill ups and everything. So I'm like, yeah, well, I'm so grab you can that. pick those up. You can pick those up. But uh, it wastes a turn. <laughs> no, it doesn't, because oh. picking it up and passing it are exactly the same number of turns. Uh, you still get to the next card. Oh, I guess that's so. True. You can pick up all the things, but you can't pass it and then pick it up, or else you're fucked. So what am I doing wrong? Am I just fighting something early on and then it's just waking yep. shit up or god damn it. Yeah, you literally just have to pass it. Mm. You have to pass okay. all the enemies or one shot them. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. okay. I, I, I definitely felt as if, well, I'm just dead here in that room a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I always it, just thought you need you to can get see that them. one that one trinket that allows you to pass blockers, and that would be the only way you could get through that. But mm -hmm. Right, yeah. But, but the better way is to just don't pick patience, bro. I think that's what I just <laughs> ended up doing. Like whenever I had, like whenever I would hover over the exit icon, it said patience. I'm like, well, I'll take an ambush any day. They're actually fairly safe rooms, <laughs> um, but you just have to pick one direction and go in that direction. Um, that's awesome. Continuously. So wait, so so you bring up a great point though. That like, there's kind of two ways of playing roguelike games there's like the exploration element of like trying new doors and like this game is really cool because it it literally has things that are question marks until you go into them and then it'll be like oh this is what it is and then it'll like show you later like what it yeah. is and like so there's that exploration exploration element and there's the same with items and builds and all that shit and and so that's one way of playing the game and then there's another way which is like i am going to try to make the best decisions I can from start to finish. I am not going to experiment with anything. I'm going to exclusively try to win. And they're just different modes. Um, mm -hmm. In other words, I'm not gonna try this random door because that shit's insane. <laughs> I'm gonna take a safer <laughs> path because I need to get out of here. And so like, yeah, it's, it's um, that's like, I feel like those are the two styles of like roguelike play. I'm sure there's more, but you know what I mean? Like that's the two mindsets I get in. In like, especially when I'm like playing like in my bed or whatever the fuck. And I'm just zenning and I'm just clicking shit or whatever the fuck. Like I'll play fast and loose. Not super fast, but like it's not the the most intense shit ever. And I'll try shit out and I'll be like walk into a run and be like, I'm going to try a beat defense build today. And they'll offer me something with speed and attack. And I'll be like, I guess I'm one-shotting shit today. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but sometimes. For me it was like yeah. – I was gonna say for me it was just there's a lot of items in this game that just sound insane to even like fathom picking up I think there's one called chaotic healing yeah that I just picked on a whim because it's like a you pick it up and I kind of I forget what kind of trinket it is but basically when I think it's when you heal you have a 70% chance of actually healing but a 30% chance of getting exploded and an item disappearing from your build. <laughs> wow. So I tried that and just ultimately just got obliterated because I the RNG gods were not in my favor where I just oh, no. kept on getting that 30%. So I just exploded and lost all my shit. <laughs> oh my god. So I never picked up that item again, but that contributes, you know, to the loss rate right there. It's just, you know, okay, yeah. I learned yeah. chaotic healing. Fuck that item. Why is that even a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's because it's a fucking roguelike and roguelikes and yeah. especially card games too. They have like, 
Dude, these fucking like trap items. items. Yeah, they have tra- well, they have so they have definitely have trap items, but they also have just like shit that like I don't know how to describe it, but it just I imagine them just like like in a dark room, like poorly lit, like with their hands, like they're at like a big table, right, and they spin their chair like like a like an evil person in a movie or something, and they're just like, I want you to turn you know healing into damage, and you're like, why would I do that? It's like it's gonna hurt you. It's true. But the value is there if you, like, go full crazy. And you're like, no, but I, I, I want to pick things that are good for me, not things that, like, hurt me and heal me at the same time. Maybe sort of randomly that I guess, but it is in your favor. Like, like, <laughs> like they just have such a hard-on for, like, insane shit that, that has so many downsides. But then they're like, how many downsides can I strap you with if I give you a sick upside? And I'm just like, god damn it. I hate you. I hate all of you. Why can't you just give me stats? <laughs> like, <laughs> just let me be stronger. Why do you have to do this? Yeah. Because there's one where it's like, I think, I, I've never actually picked it up, but I think it's like, it either heals you or it heals them, but it heals you more. And <laughs> more often. And it's like, or you sit there, or it might even be like 50-50 or something, but it's like, if you're attacking a rat and it heals it for 20, I mean, it's going to overheal it, so it doesn't matter. But if it heals you, right. it's full heals. That's great. And you're just like, I hate this. Where's the catch? And the catch is like later when they have 500 health. I bet you it's shitty to heal them for 20. <laughs> I bet you it is shitty. There's um, there's a weapon that alternates dealing 10 damage to a random enemy and healing a random enemy for 20. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a bad weapon. Uh, (laughs) like it's actually not that bad because of what you're saying it's basically like every other turn deal 10 damage to a random enemy and then sometimes it's like uber shitty um which for that reason it's basically a bad weapon especially because there's some bonkers overpowered weapons as well um but i always kind of felt like in my builds, at least, especially in my winning builds, um, it was like doing my best to survive and build up until I could get a legendary item. And then hopefully it was a bonkers overpowered legendary item. And then I would just cruise to the finish line. Um, yeah, that's like, how I always felt like my most successful runs or like runs where I got pretty far in. That's how they panned out. <laughs> yeah, like there's um there's a weapon that's like a spear where when you pass by a card, yeah, you deal damage to the next card. Um and so it's basically just a free attack. They can't deal any damage to you back. Hmm. Um, so you just like go back and forth on a card until you kill the thing that you're next to. Um, you and stuff are, like that. You are essentially like the guy who's like bullying the smaller kid by putting your hand on their head as they swing and miss you because they have no range. <laughs> and then you just... Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Notice. <laughs> And see, so this is this is fascinating here because in this particular instance, I have seen that weapon a number of times, but I did not choose it ever. And I have not yet experimented with it, so I did not know this mm. This is how it functioned and how strong it was. 
Yeah, it's ridiculously strong. Nice. I feel like it's always dependent, though, on item synergy as well. Um, Like, I feel like this game has its very high highs if you can get a nice composition of items going and, like, the synergy within them feels excellent. Um, Mm. But then I've also had random slapdash builds just because the RNG is just not in my favor for that run, and it feels goddamn awful like getting through like i'm barely scraping by every dungeon i'm just like well i survived to live another day but is it worth it i don't know i just kind of want to die um all right yeah and so so it's just like uh yeah like i i think that's just like my that's like just the one thing with this game it's like the runs where it's just going really well feel really good but then the ones that aren't you're just like Kill me now. <laughs> I think Fuck that's... it. Let's go into patience. I can't deal with this shit anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. We were saying that the other day. Like, what's the best way out of Now here? that you know how to deal with patience, you might feel totally different. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it, it, it. Yeah. I think that's roguelikes, though. You know? Like, that's like the roguelikes are about. Yeah. Someday we got to play. Um... Learning. Yeah. Oh, fuck, Dead James. Self. What's that fucking. What's that uh, 2D roguelike that we still haven't played, the action one? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about Dead Cells? Yeah, I'm talking about Dead Cells. Yeah, yeah. That's a game where, it's like... It's a good game. It, the, they, so instead of it being full random on the items, they really clearly, intentionally try to present to you with synergies for your items. It's like you start getting poison, and they're like, ooh, we'll start offering you way higher chances on poison stuff. So you can, like, really synergize. And sometimes you just explode ahead of the curve. And that's what it is. It's all about like ahead or behind the curve. And so that's why like if you, yeah, like if it's not going well, like dude, you guys probably had this. I've definitely had this where you walk into a room and you're like, well, I need to leave. Like, just like <laughs> yep. that's yep. not a good thing. Yep, yep, that yep. is not a good thing. Like you might go on to win maybe, but the fact that you just left all that shit there is not good. And like, it's the same thing if you think about the, uh, it's like dark passage or something. Where it just like it skips some rooms along the ring. Oh know? yeah, it skips two rooms. I, whenever I click that, it's a misclick. Yeah, <laughs> because um, you need those rooms to power up. You probably. desperately need those rooms. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, that's the same thing with again, Side of the Spire. We've talked about this before, but that's the same thing with the uh, potentially you do want to take elite fights sometimes if you're strong enough, because it powers right. you up. Now, of course, the risk is yeah. you die. And that's unfortunate. But like, yeah, like in these games, you need to claw for your strength. Uh, and so if you're just giving up rooms or taking dark passages, you're dead already. You might as well, mm-hmm. yeah, take a position sure. and attack the first thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I thought was interesting, um, because this game came out last October, um, and since then it's had two updates. Um, James, did you play, you've played this game prior? Yeah, I played it on the previous update. Okay, so... I didn't play it before the first update. Okay. Because one thing I noticed that was curious is that there's... um, Because I I played, I completed the light ending, so I was looking up playthroughs of somebody who completed a dark ending just because I was curious how that would go, how that would pan out. And Mm -hmm. they were playing uh, on the very first build of the game, I guess, back in November, and one thing I thought was curious, and I guess they just do this for balance sake, but there is a certain, um, when it comes to leveling up your skills, um, 
there are some t some cards where you can just level one skill up plus one, but then there's other cards where you can level up a particular skill plus one, but consequently it picks, uh, it will show you two other skills that it will downgrade one level. It's um, not plus one, it's plus two. Plus four. Two, three, or four. Yeah, two, three, yeah. or four. But isn't it even? Game. Isn't it like it upped four on the on the skill you want, so like four attack, and then it like takes away four from other stats it takes away one from every other right yeah, one from four other stats yeah okay yeah okay yeah yeah so they kind of they've that wasn't part of the original game because originally every skill up was just plus one to a skill um mm. and so like this guy's run that i was seeing he ended up with like 65 clarity <laughs> or something <laughs> like that <laughs> and so he was just and, and i'm assuming that they introduced this because they needed to have, I guess, more balance to the game. Because, I mean, his stats were ridiculous going into the final battle where he had 60 clarity, but then he also had, like, 30 attack, 30 defend, and, like, 25 speed. So, like, yeah. the point is no hmm. enemy could even compare to him in stats. So I thought it was interesting that they then in introduced this, like, I guess, more uh, cost-reward situation where it's, like, um, where you, yeah, you just have to kind of look and be like, okay, am I willing to sacrifice points and either of these skills to make one of these skills super strong? And I found myself skipping over those cards a lot more. I don't know if you guys maybe took advantage of them more, but I just found myself constantly being like, no, I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> like, I would always take them. Really? Okay. Yeah, always. I think that, um... I always felt like getting the large boost to a relevant skill um, outweighed the downside of losing one to everything else, especially health. I think that losing one health is basically free most True. of the time, Yeah. Um, especially to gain for defense. Um, like that's a huge bonus. That altar um, of healing, I would take that all the time. I'm like, oh, oh hell yeah. yeah, I'll heal some to get one less max HP. Oh, really? I would for never sure. take that. Oh, yeah. oh I took also, that constantly. Nice. Yeah. Um, that one's... There's there's other altars where if you do it like a bunch of times, if you lose like five stats to the one that you sacrifice stats to, it gives you a special item. Yeah. Oh, um, really? Yeah. There's one where it, I think it takes a random item from you and you're like, right. oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, we should mention, <laughs> obviously, this is, we've talked about a little bit. Yeah. There's an inventory, like where, you know, you can put on helmets, right. you can put on chest pieces and armor and shields and, and you can't take shit off once you put it on. At least I never figured out how. And so some of that shit will weigh you down or fuck with your build or, you know, whatever. And so, but then also some of it's like pivotal. Like the most important shit you've ever had, and if you were to lose it, it would be devastating. And so, God, yep. that that is some real fucking RNG. You're like, cool. So my entire build, like, it relies on these two items. So fucking take a random thing off me, and we'll just see what happens. Is just the most <laughs> lunatic shit to me. The most lunatic shit. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that that one is a very niche use case like you're not going to want to do it that often 
Um, yeah. Uh, what was I thinking? Well, we were talking oh, about we've... the boosts and whether it's not as relevant to yes. take them all. Oh yeah, I think that I think that you always actually get more stats than you lose. I'm. Is that wrong? I think it's equal. That's my understanding. Is like it's plus really? four minus four. Okay. Yeah. And so it's a consolidation of stats. If you're but it's to plus it. three minus two. Is it for those ones? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Cool. So so the plus threes, um, or the minus twos are actually, uh, very good. Um. To me, I I, I but well, but to your question, Zoe, though, I think you are right to say those things are things you should look at and actually assess. Like at first it feels yeah. like up oh, is great. <laughs> stats. <laughs> I love stats. This is the upgraded version of plus one stats. Like sort of like, for instance, like if it's not a relevant stat for you that they're willing to give you, like if the set they're not willing to give you is not relevant, then no, for sure. No. Like if you need damage right, right now and they're willing to give you defense and like clarity <laughs> and some other shit, you're like, uh, no. So, I just think um, that is like like what you're talking about is clearly like the experience that you've had in roguelikes. And I feel like we all have had is like at, at some point you actually understand what they're telling you. In other words, like I am offering you this for this. And you're like, wait, fuck that. Like, but like <laughs> before that, I wouldn't have been able to even calculate that in my mind in any way. I would have had no bearing. I would have just been like, I'm it maybe, but now that fuck that that you have in your mind, that's learning, and that's why it's hilarious that like you're sitting there and like yeah fuck that, and then I'm like maybe fuck that sometimes, and then James is like always oh, that, and then I'm like oh no, am I wrong? <laughs> like, I, like you know, maybe James if James feels like the guru of this of all these roguelikes, so now I'm scared, James. So you always take those fuck. Okay, good to know. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily always right to take them, but I think that. Um, like I personally always take them, um, because I feel like I'm always going for specific stats being very high and the other things matter less. Um, like clarity is really good, but it's, it tends to be the dump stat to me. Um, like it it feels like the thing that that just I'm willing to have very low um because it only helps me occasionally, whereas all the other stats help me constantly in combat um right like clarity is like I said like clarity is really good for crowd control a lot but one-on-ones clarity don't mean shit I mean like there's the yeah. crit chance I guess but like you mainly will use clarity for like the dodge chance and like right right totally. and their chances right like defense happens every time unless the creature doesn't care about it in which case it happens zero but it's like calculatable <laughs> you know you're like I know yep. what defense is going to give me whereas I personally am always hesitant and I'm often wrong because dude, a lot of these games love their chances. They love their dodge chance. They love their parry chance. They love their, all that shit. But I often tend to just as a person go for things that I could count on, like stats that I know what they're going to do as opposed to being like, well, 
what happens if I click this thing? I don't know. Let's find out. Like, I hate that shit. Um, so another thing that, oh yeah, we were talking about the, um, the patches. Oh yeah. And, okay. and what it felt like on the different patches. I feel like they fixed their RNG hmm. for this yeah, patch. Yeah. How so? Um, I think that there was like a minus 30 curse chance, um, which is to say that you were infinitely more likely to get the benefit and infinitely less likely to get the curse um, before the patch. Um, and there were a bunch of other things that just felt deeply in the player's favor uh, compared to the numbers that were listed. I see. Um, and uh, it feels much more like there's a decent chance of getting cursed than than before. Um, Boy, is there ever. <laughs> like, there have yeah. been plenty of times, like, I think it's in the, uh, um, the respite room with the owl. Um, I'll be like, okay, there's one healing potion, two curse potions. I'll do the curse ones first, and then if I need the health, like, hopefully one of those will curse me, one of them will heal me, and then the, obviously, the healing potion will heal me. <laughs> and both curse ones just, like, get me down to one HP, and I'm like feels bad man yeah. okay <laughs> i'll yeah, take my sure. five health <laughs> yeah. i do appreciate sure. though that the that the cursing will never kill you yeah it always just whittles you down to one hp no matter what um which i do appreciate because it would feel really bad to just lose a run because the odds just weren't in your favor for that one yeah and not only does it just like protect you from the feels bad it actually well i mean it also telegraphs to you that you would kill yourself so then like that's kind of on youtube but like it not only that it creates like interesting decision trees of like sort of like what you just said like yo i'm gonna hit these two curses first before i get my potions in this room to see what they give me and then it creates that sort of like i have two chances with these curse ones to get to full if i do it this way and then if i get to almost full then i can hit these other ones that are like guaranteed along the way so it just it's just like way more interesting, I feel like, with that with that little rule. Like it just creates like a lot more thought, mm -hmm. which is super rad. Mm -hmm. What yeah. affects those chances? Is it clarity? Yeah. I think that I and items. So. There mm -hmm. there's definitely items as well. Um Yeah. Yeah, but the base stat is just clarity. Minus, but yeah, base stat is clarity. Because there's also one where it's like whenever you get cursed, fuck it, you just get souls. And you're like, that is sick. Because then you just, there's no downside. Yep. You either heal or you get souls. You're like, sick, click, click, click. Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. There is, it's so dumb. But yeah, like every action in this game is just click, obviously. Um, but there is just moments, like especially ambush rooms when you have high, you have like a good build, let's put it that way. Um, one example is high speed and high damage where you're just like, do I just get to click everything? Click, 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 click. And it almost has this like, it almost has like the Valorant kill noises. Have you heard that when you click fast? Mm -hmm. Like because dude, 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 dude. Like I did such a bad mm -hmm. job with that. But it, it gets higher pitched, you know, as you're clicking faster. Like you're on a streak, yeah, like a kill streak kind of yeah. progression of sound for sure. Yeah. And it feels good. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, sometimes yeah. I'll just like mm -hmm. wait a second before killing and it will go back back to the first one. I'm like, do and I'm like, oh damn it. I didn't click fast enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's like a fucking streak situation with the audio, which is just cute, but it's awesome. 
You gotta love it. You gotta love it. The fast it, place. It really encourages like the. I feel like this game, as much as you want to go slow and methodical, this game does try to encourage that fast and loose playthrough. Maybe it's maybe it's just me, but I just found myself constantly just making dumb decisions. But it's because just the pace of the game made me feel like I needed to go fast. Um. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That that's probably just me. But like, I don't know. In games like Slay the Spire, like there's there's none of that, really. Because I I don't know. It's also just a different progression of play and encounters. But like, when you are just one shotting everything, and you hear the progression sound, and just everything feels really good, it just makes you want to click faster. And then it's like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. You're just like, oh wait, like I died. Yeah, then it's play oh, again. Oh, it's because I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting. I don't know. I I I don't know. I I I do sometimes feel that way in Slay the Spire too. Like it's just uh to me that's like a roguelike thing. It's like where's my mindset at? Am I just vibing with the game? Like just chilling, hitting shit, trying shit out, or am I like tryharding? Cuz if I'm tryharding, ring of pain, bro, I'm slowing the fuck down. <laughs> Every click is slow. Thought through like does this actually help me? So I feel like it, it supports both. But it is cool that it like actively cares about the fast and loose style where it's like, yo, you're gonna get some get some audio effects that are balling when you do this shit. You're like, all right. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. This, so I guess we could talk about the we talked a little about the art uh, audio. Uh, we could talk a little bit about the art style and just the vibe. Cause it <laughs> has a vibe, this game. Um it does. It's a little weird at first, like if you were to look at a commercial for this, I guess a trailer or something, which is like a really weird, cute, like a rhyming trailer. But you know, you look at it and you're like, it's just like a weird, kind of intense, like a lot of like, it's chaotic. That's something lines. we haven't talked about at all, which is that all of the dialogue in this game is in rhyming couplets. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is just really weird. <laughs> It's like nice. It's really super weird. Yeah. It, you um, know what it reminds me of? It re- like this game reminds me. It, it had the same effect on me as that like one animated short of Salad Fingers Jesus. back when that came out. Jesus. You know, like it just had that art style and the script that just kind of made you like kind of cock your head and be like, what the fuck? And that's kind of how this game kind of made me feel at times like i don't know you you encounter the owl for the first time and you're just like what the fuck are you oh you're supposed to be an owl i guess i can see it maybe (laughs) it's like sort of an owl but sort of not yeah it's definitely crazed eyes (laughs) yeah and it's looking at your weird soul (laughs) yeah and the beak is like not its mouth Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's <laughs> fucking so weird. All I can tell you is that this game might get an extra thumb from me just because when you quit it, that owl comes out. It is <laughs> With such thanks. a good touch. Like, it's like, ridiculous. thanks for playing, and the owl pops up. Oh, he just yeah. looks at you, and you're like, this motherfucking game. Because, like, dude, because on the one hand, this game feels like a budget game in some rights. You know, it's like it's not the craziest art style. It's not the craziest combat system. But they've got some nice touches in here, and you notice them, and you feel them, like, like the sounds it makes. Yeah, like, dude, the sound between room is really nice. Like, it's like that. It's just the, all of the sound is kind of creepy and enthralling. If you turn the sound up, it's 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 entrancing. 
Like mm-hmm. it, it has more than you would expect. Um, also shout out, this is the game that I'm sure none of us played this way, but you can get, you can connect it to your Twitch and you can get your chat room to draw in fucking paint or some shit. Or like, I think it's just an extension in the Twitch. You can get them to draw the card art for you and just like have them like inserted in the game if you want that shit. Real? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually the way it works, okay, is that you can have your Twitch chat draw through a browser extension, the card art, and then submit it to your moderators. And then your moderators can say, this is stream appropriate, even if it's fucked up. As long as it's fucked up in a stream appropriate way, you know, it can be weird as shit. Uh, then they can put it in and it basically just like goes in your game and you, the streamer, don't even know until it comes up. So then the creature, <laughs> the exploding creature is just whatever the fuck they want it to be. <laughs> and that's just for something that's so atmospheric and actually is kind of really lovely, cohesive in its way. Like the art style is like a nest. It's just like chaos, like twigs everywhere, lines everywhere. So in that case, they're just like, yeah, we, we also have a sense of humor, too. Fuck it. Do you want to just, like, put random shit in here, too? Like, is that the way you want to play this game? Fuck it. You can play this game that way. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's there's a, also a bunch of trolly shit that happens in this game as well. Like, um, have you guys gotten... You guys have probably gotten the companion room. Yep. Where oh, uh, yeah. they have dogs and what, frogs. What, what did you guys feel about the companion room? Uh, I, I had the hand of dog equipped for me oh i I pet all the dogs and i think i got plus one health for it or like plus Mm -hmm. one stat i forget what it was um i killed the frogs what'd you do to the frogs i killed the frogs and i got the achievement for killing a frog (laughs) is that the only time you went into the companion room no i also got into the companion room there's one i forget what its name is there's a creature that is in there sometimes that will just be like, I will give you an item if you slay all of these puppies and frogs. Mm. And so you go mm-hmm. around the ring and you slay them all. And he's like, very well. Like, you've done your audition. Here's an item. And you're like, I feel like a monster. Because <laughs> <laughs> you but also get an achievement item. for like, I think you get an achievement like kill the pupper. And like kill the, yeah. kill the defenseless frog. And you're like, uh. But it is a good item. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. There's also a an item uh, that's like Hand of Dog uh, for frogs that's actually way better, I believe. But there are more dogs in the game, so it gives you plus one max health um, when you like pet a frog. <laughs> Lovely. So it bounces away, and you get bonus. Nice. Games are fucking cute these days, aren't they? Like they got some real <laughs> yeah. cutesy tricks in there. Like you gotta love it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I stuck to my guns. I didn't kill them at all. You didn't kill them. No. You fool! They give you a bunch of souls too. Sure. <laughs> I stuck to my guns, and then light ending all the way, bro. None of that dark bullshit. Um. So you guys are both really? interested at it. What is the dark ending? I haven't played it. Is it different? Does it? Do you have a different ring if you pick the dark shit? Like in yeah, yeah, yeah it's totally different. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean James has um, actually played it, so I feel like you should talk through this, James. Yeah. So, th- um, what happens with the light ending again? Um, you kind of go through like a second ring, where you go against these bosses that are called things like perseverance and discipline, 
and like i think you go through what four or five mccoy i forget the number oh yeah yeah Yeah. and you beat them all right yeah you beat them all and you you have (laughs) that uh i mean that's how you you get the dark ending you have that like acid trip boss between each room that you just say things like i hate you or just go die oh yeah the darkness guy yeah who's the opposite of the owl exactly um and yeah, and then I believe in the darkness, you anger the owl yeah. then, right? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. I, I couldn't remember if which, which one was which. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah, sure. But okay. yeah, the owl gets pissed off at you and becomes the final boss um, and is ridiculously strong. And there's like a boss fight um, where he keeps summoning very powerful creatures Um and attacks you for like 30 damage a hit. But also like his um, card art just like morphs into just this like even more terrifying being than it already was. Like like its second mouth that you don't expect to be a mouth like has teeth and he has like more like menacing claws and he just like relentlessly hunts you down. <laughs> oh, I love it. James, third ending idea, have you killed the owl in the um, respite room? Uh, mm, Have I done that? I think I have. Mm. And it forces the darkness ending. Mm. I think that's what happens. Okay. Or no, it forces the light ending or whatever. The darkness is the one where you fight him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it forces the darkness ending. Okay. 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 I was wondering if maybe that, because clearly like you can fight him early, but he's devastatingly strong, at least at the time. And I, (laughs) I definitely like never fought him, but I did accidentally splash damage him one time. And I was like, my bad dog. And I left immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I, I, I think it was with the item where it was just, uh, every time you heal, you deal two light damage Mm, to every enemy in the ring. And so I was like healing up and I'm like, why is he hunting me down? Oh, oh, my bad. (laughs) I'll go now. Yeah. I, should go (laughs) dude there is yeah there's an amazing fucking item like a book item where you can teleport to the exit god it's fucking Mm -hmm. good um but in the light ending final ring you can't use it it just shakes and you're like fuck, and you can't replace it either so like okay you get this amazing thing in here but like you're probably keeping it there's also some really cool scrolls scrolls in the light ending floors like things like i forget final form super saiyan some shit and it's that like final form yep. is great yeah. like plus 10 to every stat and splash damage like plus 10 splash damage but just like only for this floor and there's one where it's like give five poison to everyone fucking do it and you're like cool um and then yeah there's also some really cool stuff because you can't spend your souls there or at least like very often you can't maybe never you can and so then there's like the scroll you can take in there where it's just like do damage for your like souls or even take stat upgrades for your souls and so all that stuff is amazing if you can bring it into the final floors because it just pays insane dividends so it's like it is a really cool interesting sort of like final set of battles that you have to sort of think differently about but there's some hilarious hard counters in there too like did you guys get the item where it's like ranged guys don't attack you and you're like these guys don't really matter, but there's a ranged boss in there. And having him not attack you is <laughs> hilarious. Like, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so, you know, 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I, I can see a world where I'm not going to be this person, but where you could like Jorbs this game where you're like, well, I'm doing the light ending. So I have to prepare for these battles ahead of me. And this is what I need to prepare for. And I'm just, I don't think I'm that guy. Um, not for this game. Um, but I could see it like, oh, I will, I will hold this scroll for the end because that's what I'll need. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, are you guys starting to do that? Are you guys starting to like have the later stages in mind when you're building your early builds? I mean, it sounds like James kind of was in the sense of he gets a legendary and then just starts rolling. But is anyone I like... mean, I only did that in as much as I was like, when I felt that I could survive, I would hold on to my souls. Um, like instead of buying an epic gear for 75 souls, I would hold on to it so I could buy a legendary for 160 in in a floor or two. Um, but that is kind of that's at like floor 10 or whatever. Um, that that really starts mattering. Maybe a little before that, but not very far before it. I think kind of before that, you're just kind of desperately hoping for decent items. Mm -hmm. um, and like any kind of synergy that'll keep you alive. Yeah, it took me a while actually to actually realize that um, a lot of the equipment that you equip has a class to it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't notice for a good long while playing that you can actually hover over an icon and it says it's like for the stealth class or for the physical class or for the I think there's one uh, like there's a heart class that focuses on healing and then another that focuses on spells um, because before I was just kind of equipping whatever was put in front of me and now I'm actually like spending souls to reroll a lot more than I used to just to get something that's more in the class that I'm trying to do um, and then I always feel like I actually don't equip many items. I, I don't spend souls to equip any, uh, early game items anymore. I wait for like purple chests and gold chests seem to be like hmm. the progression that I go through. Um, yeah. I don't tend to spend 20 on common items. Right. Either. Unless I'm really feeling desperate. Have you unlocked like, all I the definitely cards, do James? And... Say again. Have you unlocked all the cards that they have? Not all of them, but okay. most of them. Um, I'm sure there's a few like legendaries and stuff. And actually, I'm sure that there's a few that are new from uh, the Year of the Ox update that I haven't gotten. And by a few, I mean like a bunch. I've only played mm -hmm. like two hours mm -hmm. since the update. Maybe, maybe three. Um, yeah. Nice. There's some cool stuff, though. Um, there's uh, a legendary that, like, weapon that gives you ridiculous knockback or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really good for dealing with, um, explodey things because they are knocked back and then they explode. When you uh, kill them. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a weapon that teleports whatever it attacks to a random place around the ring. Which is extremely good for attacking 
explodey things as well. Um, that can help you win runs. <laughs> Just because you like teleport explodey things onto the boss. Uh, I had the one that was uh, every time you hit it, it gives like a 30% chance of transforming whatever you hit. Oh, um, yeah. Which sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. Because sometimes it transforms into a frog and you're like, sweet. Other times you're like hitting a rat and it transforms into a tankier boss or like tankier creature. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess I'm going right. <laughs> yeah, these games are just, they just sure. worship the RNG. They just, <laughs> they just worship yep. it. It's actually crazy. It's actually crazy. Like they'll they'll do anything. Like fuck it. What can a random number generator touch in this game? Okay, we'll change the enemies for you. Do you want to change the gear you have? Do you want to change, like, just anything? Oh god, it's so crazy. I, it's so funny you use that weapon because I looked at that and I was like, I hate this. Because <laughs> even if it's good for me all the time, the time when it's not good for me, I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate it so the much. Thing was, it transformed a boss into a frog for me, so mm -hmm. it was fucking worth it when I did it that one time. Wow, nice. nice. The next boss, though, uh, not so much luck, so I died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's all about we. You guys, we gotta play Dead Cells soon. It sounds like if we're really this knee deep in fucking roguelikes, like that is such an interesting roguelike. If you understand what roguelikes are, slash, like, okay, that's my opinion. Um, but like. Wow, maybe maybe I'll fight for that soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a I I was very much pleasantly surprised with this game, even though I heard it on a recommendation. I just I don't know. It felt like it came at the right time in our roguelike journey, where I was like, I understand you. This makes sense to me. Like I can do <laughs> this. Um, and it's cool. It's on fucking Mac, you guys. I don't know if anyone played it in the bed, but yo, you can play it in the bed. That's I played it on my Switch. I bought it on both my computer, and then I saw it I was on the Switch, and I was like, well, I can play this in bed. Sweet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a little bit awkward because I guess, like, you have to unlock things twice or whatever, but, like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, like, it's interesting because I was thinking when James was saying that, like, yo, like, I only played a couple of hours on this more recent patch because, essentially, he played the entire game on a previous patch. And, like, yeah, we talk about it all the time, but, like, I'm so glad that i got to play my experience with all the shit in there because i would never in a million years come back for the random chance that i get like one item that's different like i'm not playing multiple runs just so i can maybe find a new item that sounds like suffering to me you know i'm just glad that like it was all new and so i was like cool it's all new and then i'm like i'm done at the same you know like oh imagine playing yeah. this in early so access. what i was trying to do on this patch was not like find more weapons and unlock more things but just like beat the game again see what it's like uh they changed it they decoupled candles from difficulty levels mm -hmm. um which is interesting because before with the harder difficulty level you actually had a a candle that i think made the game harder as well um so that changes like your dodge chance and um, it like gives you a different amount of clarity or something at the beginning of the run. So hmm. so they did like change some shit up. 
Do you think No Dreams, like, oh, yeah. to be honest with you, did they change it up? Do you think it's because it's better this way? Or do you think it's because they, like, wanted it to be different for people who have already played it a bunch? I feel like both are valid changes. I think a little bit of both. Um, I think that there were a lot of requests for that from the community. Hmm. So that's why they did that specific change um, with the candles and the difficulty. Um, I, I have, I believe three candles unlocked. I don't know how many there are. Um, but yeah, uh, I play this on normal. <laughs> no shame, bro. No shame. Are you having fun? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. If so, yeah. then you're doing it right. Okay, you guys. Anything else we want to talk about? Or we rate this bad boy. I think we raid this bad boy. Okay. Well, um, I picked this game, so I should go last, except that I feel like, once again, James is the most experienced, so maybe he should go last. <laughs> I think James... So I'll go first. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay. Um, I really enjoyed this game. Um, I wasn't really expecting... I, I've, I've sunk about 12 hours into this game, uh, in a week, which is more than I can say for other games that I've played for the podcast. Sure. Um, I don't know. This game is just... I, I didn't really play this game as a um, like a focus up and slow methodical. Uh, rather, this week I was kind of feeling more in the mood of just kind of pulling up the game, kind of doing a fast and loose, like page through it uh see how far i could get try out different items see if i could I, I really just tried to like hit as many facets of this game as it gave me um as a result i didn't have a very high win rate like i said i only beat the game once um but i do feel like i still got a nice cohesive full experience out of it which i think is just really cool that the game is really not determined on winning it as much as it's just about the experience of you getting going through the dungeon. Um, you'll have a few runs there where, you know, you feel like it's bullshit because the RNG is just not in your favor. favor. Uh, you'll have other runs where you feel like a god and on top of the world. Um, and that's just what a roguelike is. Um, yep. I've seen many complaints about this game, how they're like, well, there's no consistency with winning this game, so therefore you can't build up a decent win streak. Uh, that's not really important to me. I, like I said, I don't play this game for a win rate. I just play this game to play it. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing so. And I would definitely recommend this game for anybody who's kind of looking for a, a nice dungeon crawler roguelike experience. Um, this one was really unique and had su a surprising, a, a lot to offer, despite, I guess, its simplicity um, with its game design and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to give it, uh, I think I'm going to give this two thumbs up, actually. This game really surprised me, and I really liked it. Um, I think I'll only come back to this game if they maybe, like, present a different... Uh, either different dungeon rooms or maybe like a different mechanic. Um, I probably won't come back to it if they just release new items um, just because of that randomness and do I really want to play just to have the chance of unlocking the new gear? Probably not. Um, 
But for the time being, I'll probably still play this just as a casual, you know, whip it up, get through a run in 30 minutes, and put it away again for a time. Um, it's actually like a kind of nice uh, work breather. You know, I'll, I'll like go run some code for work and I'll be like, okay, I'll just do a quick run with, uh, with Ring of Pain. And I'm sure my boss would love that to know that uh, on company time, I've been playing Ring of Pain, I guess, on my break time. But whatever. That's work from home life, I guess. Um, but that's kind of just how I like to enjoy it. So yeah, there we go. Two thumbs up. Awesome. If you are Zoe's boss, yeah. please write into tyrannythumbs.gmail.com about how you feel about that. <laughs> um, all right. I'm on my break time. It, it does. That is not I am how allowed. you painted it just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Code's compiling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else could you do? Answer emails, I guess. But like, what if you're already done with that shit? You know? Exactly. <laughs> you could say that it helps you focus when you do actually have to go back to work as a nice. Yeah. I mean. All right. It's always boss. Listen. Say all sorts of things. <laughs> We're making the case against it, bro. It's fine. Um, okay. So cool. I'll go. Then why don't you finish it off, James? Um so, yeah, I was thinking about the rating for this game a lot because I feel like there are tiers to roguelikes in my mind, and I like feel very strongly about it now after thinking about it. And I was like, okay, so what is like a one thumb up game to me from like a roguelike perspective? It's like, ooh, like this is a good game. Like people should play it. Like nice. Two thumbs up is like wow. There was like a lot of special sauce in here, and like I could see this being someone else's like jam like i loved it but it could be someone's jam and then gold stars like yo that's my jam so for me like the gold stars like slay the spire that's my jam um that shit was legit and then like two thumbs up i don't even know if i gave this game two thumbs up but in my mind now after settling it's like darkest dungeon or something where it's like this is like surprisingly or like maybe even fdl which i probably gave a little bit less but like you know these are games that i'm like wow like this is there's a lot more here than i expected and i think ring of pain for me is a one thumb like it's good you should play it. Um, it's fun. I got what I want out, out of it, and I am done, and I'm thankful for that whole experience. It has some special sauce in there for sure, like more than I expected, but I don't quite think it's – yeah, I remember like Into the Breach might be another two-thumbs-up example that really feels like it fits where it's like mm. I think looking at Into the Breach and knowing it's not a gold star feels like – a two thumbs up game, then I feel like this has to be a one thumb game. But, you know, this isn't like, yo, shout outs to IGN back in the day, but this isn't like you gave it a seven out of 10 and then no one should ever play it. That is ridiculous. <laughs> it is, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, And like, I think almost anyone could try it and just see if they vibe because it's just weird and cool and why not? So yeah, definitely try it. More fun than I expected. Um, but I'm done with it, and I'm thankful for that. One thumb. What do you think, James? Um, I think that it's like a really high one thumb, low two thumb for me. Um, Is that a like 1. it's 5? right on that cusp between the two. Say that again, Zoe. Is that a one point five? <laughs> one and a half thumbs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh it's like a it's like a one thumb plus two thumbs minus um yeah 1.5 thumbs type situation 
Um, I think, um, I think I'm going to land on one thumb, uh, ultimately. Um, but I, I really like this game. I really like the, the bizarreness of the story. I think, well, of the, of the, there's no story. There's just like weird glimpses into the strangeness of this like nightmare that you're in. Um, I think that I would like it more if it felt like there was more of a direction that it was kind of leading me in with those little glimpses into what's going on. Instead, it kind of feels like I'm like going in a circle around this, <laughs> these like particular themes, which is very thematic. Yeah. Thematically for Ring of amazing. Pain. <laughs> yeah. But also like not very, enticing in terms of my wanting to figure out what's going on um and um i like the i I really like the combat i really like the way that items work in general um but i feel like i kind of got it and it didn't feel like the hard mode was hard in a fun way to me. I'm sure that some people find that great, but to me, it just felt like, well, I would just have to wait for the perfect run, which is not that enjoyable. Um, and so, yeah, just overall really positive experience for a short amount of time. Um, and, um, not, not too hard to get into and kind of grok what's going on. And fun little secrets. And like, dude, the ring mechanic, like you're never, I've never played anything like this. Like just the act of yeah. like learning about that shit is worth it. Yeah, it's cool. Wherever you end up on the other side of learning that shit is up to you, but like it's some weird shit, bros. Like try that. Why not? Um Cool. Wow. We did it. And almost yeah. exactly on time. <laughs> on time? What does that mean? I don't know. It's just, just close saying. to an hour thirty. <laughs> Do we have somewhere to be? Okay. <laughs> we have no time the secret... for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Hey, guys, you have 15 seconds to wrap up. Any more thoughts? All right. Um, this has been Tyranny Thumbs, and we will see you all on the other side where we will – oh, I don't have time to explain that. Sorry. Oh, cutting the commercial and cut. <laughs> right? Didn't that feel good? That was exactly, exactly one minute 30. Exactly. Oh, I'm probably going to cut yeah. this a little bit. Was oh, I supposed man. to have stopped recording? I'm confused. <laughs> Let's stop recording. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Right. Take care. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, do we actually that was hilarious. hit the stop yeah. button? For that? that was pretty good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like maybe we should. Yeah. Mark? yeah. We were all just sitting there, just stunned, being like, "Really?" Wait, was that was that an excellent exit sequence? Yeah, I just i I wanted to pretend like we're on the radio and we had to cut. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like... totally. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it.